You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teodi Anderson. Have you ever been bitten by a dog? Well, if so, you're not alone. Each year, more than 4.5 million people in the United States alone are bitten by dogs. I've been bitten in the past myself. The thing is, most of these bites can be prevented. May 17th through the 23rd of 2015 is National Dog Bite Prevention Week. Now, this is a week created by the American Veterinary Medical Association, the AVMA, to help educate people on how to prevent dog bites. That's exactly what I'll be doing today. I've got tips for adults and children right here on Get Positive Results. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Tired of wasting money on giant boxes of litter that don't work and don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. So even a small bag lasts one cat 30 days. Outstanding odor control, quick lumping, lightweight. It's even flushable. World's Best Cat Litter. Everything else is just litter. Find it near you at www.itsnotjustlitter.com. That's www.itsnotjustlitter.com. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teodi Anderson. National Dog Bite Prevention Week. I want to make sure I say that right. I hold bite prevention programs for children, and somebody once thought I meant bike prevention, and they couldn't understand why I was preventing bicycles. And that's not what it was at all. It's dog bite prevention. So it's May 17th through the 23rd of 2015. If you're listening to the show, you're obviously a dog lover. And of course, I am too. I adore dogs. I have therapy dogs. My dogs, uh, for many, many years, have visited patients in hospitals and nursing homes and one of my cats as well. I even make a living working with dogs. They absolutely hold my heart. I can't imagine not living with dogs. But it's important to remember that all dogs have teeth. And all dogs, and I do mean all dogs, can bite. I remember many, many years ago, and all the names have been changed to protect the guilty and the innocent, but there was a therapy dog. He was a golden retriever, and he was a licensed therapy dog. He had passed his test. He was an experienced therapy dog with an experienced handler. He worked in a classroom with young children. I want to say kindergarten, it might have been first grade, and the teacher used to take her therapy dog to the class. She was the teacher of this classroom. Well, he'd fallen asleep in the classroom and the children were running around and one of the children tripped over him and it startled the dog awake. 
and he leaped up and bit the child's ankle. And when you think golden retriever, you think family dog, safe dog. When you think therapy dog that has passed his test, you think safe dog. And for the most part, I'm going to say that's not a terrible guess, but the point is that all dogs are capable of biting. Whether it's a Chihuahua or a Rottweiler, they all have teeth and they're all capable of biting. And I think that people get lured into this false sense of security because we love dogs so much and they're so much a part of our lives that we overlook that. And that's my goal for today is to help you understand that all dogs can bite and then what to do about it so that you don't get bitten. Here are some stats for you. Almost one in five people bitten by dogs require medical attention. That's one in five. That's a lot. And every year, more than 800,000 Americans receive medical attention for dog bites. Half of them, or at least half, are children. The Insurance Information Institute estimates that in 2013, insurers across the country paid over $483 million in dog bite claims. And you wonder why they're cracking down on homeowners insurance for breeds and all sorts of things. Insurance companies don't like to pay out money for dog bite claims. People don't like to get bitten. It's an expensive proposition. So who gets bitten the most? Can you take a guess? I think you're going to get this one right. If you think about the population that gets bit the most, it's children. You guessed that, didn't you? I think it's, that's a pretty easy one to guess. Most likely, of all the people bitten, of all those that I listed, children are the number one ones to get bitten. Most dog bites affecting young children occur during everyday activities and while interacting with familiar dogs. It's not just these stray dogs that they encounter on the playground. It's their dogs. It's familiar dogs. Maybe it's a neighbor's dog or an uncle's dog or their grandparent's dog, but it's dogs that they know. And again, I think that leads into our false sense of security that because we live with these dogs every day and we love them so much, we forget that they're predators and they have teeth and they can have issues that cause them to want to bite, uh, especially with young children. The American Humane Association also reports that 66% of bites among children occur to the head and neck. And that's terrifying. They're so small and they're right there on a dog's level. And that's why if a dog is going to lash out, the head and the neck are very, very convenient to those teeth. The kids are about the same height as the dog. Please, please never, ever leave a child alone with a dog, not even for a minute. It's just not safe. It can be so prevented. And a lot of times when we hear these terrible things in the news, the first thing that the average professional trainer is going to wonder, gosh, why were they left alone with the dog? You should, no matter what kind of dog. I had the best dog. I've told you about my dog before. He was wonderful. He was a three-legged Labrador retriever. He's in the South Carolina Animal Hall of Fame. He was a registered therapy dog. He is an award-winning national therapy dog. He was. And I still wouldn't leave him alone with a child. He had hip dysplasia as he got older, and he was the most stoic dog. He was a Labrador. They just suck it up and move on, don't they? They just really take discomfort and pain really well. They're very good at hiding it. But he was in pain. He had severe arthritis in those hips. And I couldn't guarantee that a child wouldn't trip across him or hurt him accidentally and cause him to lash out. He wouldn't have meant to, but he was in pain. So even though this dog was awesome and I miss him every day, I still would not have left him alone with the child, even for a minute. It's just not worth it to go pick up the phone or check whatever you have on the stove. Don't leave children and dogs alone. We just can't emphasize that enough. All right, so children aside, who do you think is the second most likely population to get bitten? Senior citizens. They're the second. Can you guess the third? Postal carriers. The U.S. Postal Service reports that 5,581 postal employees were attacked by dogs in 2013. 
So children, senior citizens, and postal carriers are the most frequent victims of dog bites. And that makes sense with postal carriers. Postal carriers are awesome, and I really enjoy having my mail delivered to my house and picked up from my house. But they come and they go. They're wearing uniforms. Dogs get very excited and highly aroused when those folks show up at the door. They bark. The person leaves. The dog thinks it's successful in chasing the person off, although the person has just actually done his job and, or her job and delivered the mail and is now leaving to go to the next house. And it can really amp a bunch of dogs up. And so because they're coming onto territory that the dog may consider his, it's really easy for postal carriers to get bitten as well. So why do dogs bite? I think a very common reason is that they're afraid. Most aggression is based in fear. And if there is a lack of proper socialization in puppyhood, that dog can be prone to fear and aggression later. You've heard me talk about puppy socialization a lot on this show. It's just so critical and so important. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, I promise. But socialization is not just getting a puppy out and about with all these different environments and meeting all these different people. It has to have a positive experience each time or it will remember those negative experiences when it gets older. So if a puppy has a bad experience with children or what the puppy believes is a bad experience, may not like kids as an adult. And so when a kid comes to pet him, he may lash out and bite. A lot of aggression is based in fear. So socialization, critical period, times vary. Some trainers are going to tell you up until 16 weeks. Some are going to tell you 12. Some are going to tell you 20. I like to cut the middle and say about 16 weeks. But from birth to 16 weeks is a critical, critical time in a puppy's life. He is forming his view of the world and he's going to carry that with him for the rest of his life. So if you don't properly socialize that dog to a lot of different people, he may develop those fear and aggression issues later. And one way that dogs feel that they need to defend themselves is by biting. So I think fear plays a great role in why dogs bite. Another one is just the startle factor. If a dog is sleeping, like the case of the golden retriever I told you about, and he's startled awake, he might easily lash out just because he got startled out of his sleep. This can happen, especially with older dogs. They sleep really deep. Have you ever had an older dog and you got to wake them up a couple of times? You're a little, you get a little concerned when they don't respond right away. You start poking them a little bit, say, honey, are you still with us? Well, they sleep really deeply. They also lose their hearing. And so something, the, the household noises that may have woken them up gently previously aren't there anymore because they can't hear. Deaf dogs have the same issue sometimes. They have a strong startle reflex sometimes because everything sneaks up on them. Another reason why dogs bite is called resource guarding. And that's when a dog is guarding an object that he finds of high value. It can be a toy. It can be a rawhide. It can be a food-stuffed rubber chew toy. It can be a person. It can be the sofa. I've known some dogs to resource guard rocks. I don't know why. They just found the rocks very valuable. They weren't even diamonds. They just found them valuable and they needed to tell all the other dogs around the rock to back off or people. So resource guarding can be dangerous. You will see lots of videos on YouTube of people who video their dogs growling over various objects and the people think it's hysterical. And I just cringe every time because that is a dog bite waiting to happen. Even if a dog resource guards for years and years without biting, sooner or later, that dog may decide that it was worth a bite. So resource guarding could be another reason. For example, a dog has a bone little kid comes over and says hello and tries to take the bone or you reach down as an adult to take the bone, he snaps and there's a dog bite. Some dogs are also guarding their territory. 
this happens a lot when people reach over a fence to pet a dog. They think the dog's being friendly. The dog's actually not being friendly. Here's another tip. Just because a dog wags his tail doesn't mean he's being friendly. Wagging a tail just means that the dog's excited. He could be excited to bite you. So when you reach over a fence to pet a dog you don't know, you are risking a bite. Kids will sometimes reach through a fence to pet a dog. And again, with the postal carriers, they're going onto the dog's territory, what the dog perceives as his territory. And so dogs who feel a need to guard that territory may lash out with a bite. Guarding can also happen with puppies, a mother dog and her puppies. Sometimes when you're visiting a litter of puppies, if you're thinking about bringing one home, you have to be careful. Mom doesn't mind you messing with the puppies and picking up the puppies. She may feel a need to protect those babies, and she may be just doing what, what her instinct is telling her to do. Another big reason is pain, pain or illness. For example, I had a client who had an aging Akita. Now, if you've never met an Akita, they're beautiful dogs. It's a Japanese fighting dog. And this was a very gentle dog, just a gorgeous dog. He was very sweet and very loving. Well, one day, her grandchildren were over, and the grandchild was walking past the dog or near the dog or something like that and just kind of bumped into the dog. Not hard. And the dog snapped at the grandchild. Now, the dog did not bite. This was not a case of a bite. But it scared her to death because this dog had never done that before. Well, it turns out that she started observing her dog closely and she realized that he was in pain. She took him to the vet and he had severe arthritis in both those hips. And what the dog was doing was protecting his hips. Maybe the child just bumped into him and it, it didn't mean to hurt him. The grandchild loved the dog, but it hurt. So he lashed out. He snapped at the child. Luckily, the child was not bitten, but it could have been. So a lot of times, especially as our dogs get older, they get more arthritic. They get illnesses. A dog that has never growled before in his life, if he has an ear infection and somebody goes to pet him on top of the head, might snap. So another reason why dogs bite is because of pain and because of illness. So if you suspect that your dog is ill or injured, you definitely want to get that checked out with your veterinarian because you don't want to risk a dog bite, especially with little ones in the house. Speaking of which leads me to my next reason why dogs bite. And I think this probably happens more frequently than is reported because it's kind of just more of a concept. I think dogs bite because their signals are ignored. The dog will tell you lots of different ways to please go away. <laughs> please don't mess with me. Please don't touch me. Please don't pet me. Please don't come near this. Please don't do that. And people just ignore them. And a great example of this are those pictures of dogs and children that are posted all over Facebook. They get tweeted out, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media sites. And the people are so proud and they have these wonderful pictures. They think they're wonderful. And sooner or later, some dog trainer, some grumpy dog trainer like me is going to chime in and go, oh my gosh, because we see the signals that, that people don't. I don't think it's a matter of denial. I think that people just don't know. A lot of people have never been taught to understand dog language. So when I see a picture of a child and a dog, I'm looking at the dog's expression. I'm looking, is the dog leaning into the child, leaning away from the child? Is the dog wide-eyed? Is the dog looking concerned? Is he licking his lips? Is he doing all these signals to say that the dog is uncomfortable? And children especially don't recognize those signals. Mind you, adults don't recognize them either. I've had classes where I am meeting dogs for the first time and I'll see a dog and he's trembling and he's under the chair and I'll say, oh, he's a little shy 
one. And people have told me, no, he's not shy. I'm like, oh, wow. Yes, he is. And I have to explain what the dog is telling them. If you don't have a background in canine behavior, you don't know these things. Sometimes you inherently do. Some people are really good at reading dogs just inherently. But I don't blame people for not knowing. What my goal is, is to teach them. So if you have a dog that has told you to back off and has basically, in canine language, begged you to go away and you don't, that dog is going to escalate those signals. He's going to give you stronger signals and stronger signals. And one of the strongest signals is to bite you. And that means I told you to go away. And I think kids are especially victims of that because just because a dog growls doesn't mean it's going to frighten a child. Most adults would go, hey, not all of them, as evidenced by YouTube. But most adults are going to think, wow, maybe this is a problem. But children just keep going. They don't know. And so the dog growls and snarls and, and tells the child in as many ways as he knows how to please go away. And if that child persists, that's when the dog bites. So when signals are ignored, not a good combination. We've talked a lot about how dogs can bite and why they bite. The biggest question is, how do you avoid it? I'm going to explain exactly how to do that when we come back. You're listening to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it. But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com Sounds great. We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com. We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with the vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active for Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active for Pets. Ready to try Active for Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of active4pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Welcome back to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teody Anderson. All dogs have teeth. All dogs can bite. There's lots of reasons why they bite. Let's not get bit, okay? This is the good stuff. This is what we're going to do to help you not get bitten. One of the reasons I explain why dogs bite is that people ignore their signals when they want to be left alone. Maybe ignored isn't exactly the correct term. I truly believe that most people just don't understand their dog is actually telling them to back off talk to you about YouTube. There's lots of people out there that post these videos of dogs growling. They think it's hysterical. It's not hysterical. The problem is, is that the dog is going to escalate and sooner or later, the dog's going to feel a need to bite and then it'll be the dog's fault. No one ever blames the child or the person holding the camera or the smartphone doing the filming. Everybody blames a dog, right? Well, people can learn. You can learn. Bite prevention programs. Here I go with bite and bike again. Bite prevention programs for children are very common. I host them myself. I go around and I teach children how to be safe with dogs. Funny thing is, is I teach kids how to be safe with dogs that they know and dogs that they don't know what to do when they encounter a stray. And half the time, the adults come up to me after the class and say, wow, I didn't know that either. I had no idea you were not supposed to do that, or I had no idea. And the kids do great in the classes. They have a good time, and everybody learns a lot. And, and I, I always hope that if I can save one child from being bitten, it is very, very worth it. I do canine communication workshops for shelter staff and volunteers, for fellow trainers. I've even had some wonderful police departments call me in to do presentations on dog behaviors because police often encounter dogs when they're going onto people's properties and they want to learn, you know, what truly is an aggressive dog and what isn't an aggressive dog and how do we know how to protect ourselves. So I'm, I'm happy to do those presentations for police departments. I think it's wonderful when they call me in. Here are the signals that you and your kids need to look out for. One is lip licking. If the dog is licking his lips, this can indicate stress. Now, if you're holding up a steak in front of your dog and he's licking his lips, he's probably just wanting the steak. But this is a case where maybe you're approaching the dog or getting near the dog and he starts licking his lips. This can often be a sign of stress. Yawning is a sign of stress in dogs. Doesn't mean that he's suddenly sleepy. It's usually a sign of stress or concern. If a dog turns away, if he turns his head away, or sometimes the dog will say, well, that's just too subtle. He'll turn his entire body away. That is a signal he doesn't want to be approached. What I tell kids is, if he turns away, stay away. He's telling you he wants you to stay away. So if he turns away, stay away. If the dog gives you a whale eye, what this is is when the dog turns his head away but still keeps an eye on you. So you see mostly the white on that eye. It's called a whale eye. This is a sign of stress or concern. The dog does not want you to continue whatever it is you're doing. Sometimes dogs will just move. Sometimes the dog will leave. I've had cases where clients call me and they're describing what's going on. And the poor dog would get up and leave and they would follow. And the dog would get up and leave again and they would follow. And the dog would get up and leave again and they would follow. And finally, the dog bit. The dog didn't feel like he could get away from whatever it was that was, was bothering him, whether it was an adult or a child. Never trap a dog in a corner. Don't let kids follow a dog into his crate. A lot of kids like to play in crates. They want to make them forts and they think they're cute. Well, that's not a good idea. That's a dog's safe den, especially if the dog is in the crate at the time. Don't let the children follow the dog into the crate. Of course, growling is an obvious signal. If the dog is growling, he wants you to stop whatever it is you're doing. A word about that. Some people think, well, you know, just because a dog is growling doesn't mean that I should stop. I should be able to pet my dog. I should be able to do whatever it is I want with the dog. If you want to get bitten, that's a great way to go. But the better solution would be to find out what's upsetting the dog and then fix that. 
so that you don't have to worry about the growling at all. You should be able to handle your dog all over his body. If he gets a hold of something, you should be able to take it out of his mouth. But if you can't because your dog has an aggression or fear problem, get help. Get professional help because there are things that you can do to make it better. You don't have to get into a wrestling match with a dog. You're going to get bitten. Another sign of stress in a dog is freezing. And what the dog will do is literally freeze, just motionless. This is usually a sign that a bite is right around the corner. So be very, very careful if you see a dog freeze. Sometimes it's too late. They freeze very quickly and then they lash out. Sometimes they'll lift a lip. The old Elvis maneuver, they lift a lip. That's not a good sign either. Another one is sometimes just look uncomfortable. They get this little worried expression on their faces and they just look unhappy. A lot of those photos that are posted on social media, the child is beaming. The dog, not so much. The dog does not look happy. If you're looking at that dog's expression, the dog looks concerned or worried. Some of them look downright miserable. So your dog's going to give you that facial expression if it's a problem. You have to respect these signals. The dog is telling you that he's concerned. This is a dog that doesn't want to bite you. He's giving you all these signs. He's talking to you the only way he knows how. But if pressed, he could feel a need to bite. Never force a shy or fearful dog to confront his fear. This is called flooding, and it's very, very dangerous. There can be a lot of fallout from flooding. It can backfire, and it can make the dog not trust you. So if a dog is giving you these signals, he's licking his lips, he's yawning, he's turning away. When this toddler approaches him, don't hold him still so the toddler can pet him. That's the worst thing you can do. Respect what the dog is telling you. I love dogs that give me all these signals. Never punish a dog for growling. Never punish them for telling you they're unhappy. It's better that they tell you than then they go straight to the bite. So if a dog gives you any of those signals, that's the sign that You need to back off. You need to find out what's going on. And again, don't be afraid to get professional help. That's why people like me are around to help you with your dogs. Here's some other prevention tips for you. You can prevent dog bites by properly socializing your puppy. And if you want tips on that, if you look back at our very first episode here on Pet Life Radio, it's called Starting at the Beginning Puppies. And we give lots of great tips on puppies in that episode. If you properly socialize your puppy, you have a much better chance of that puppy growing into a confident, social, friendly dog. Less chance of biting. Train your dog. You'll build a relationship with the dog. You'll learn how to communicate with him. And you'll better understand him so that you can work together in building behavior, getting a well-behaved dog. He won't feel a need to bite if he feels confident and if he learns to look to you for help. So train your dog. Also, keep your dog healthy. Get those regular veterinary checkups. Talk to your vet as your dog gets older to make sure that you don't have to come twice a year. Some veterinarians, when dogs get to be in their golden years, recommend that you come twice a year rather than just for a yearly checkup. You want to make sure that your dog is as healthy as can be so that he doesn't get grumpy and he doesn't get irritable because he's in pain. Now... I've got some special tips for that number one population. I've got special tips for kids. So you can gather your kids around your listening device or you can share these tips with your kids because these are just for them. They absolutely apply to adults too. But first of all, kids, please be gentle with dogs. Don't be the kid who pulls the dog's tail or ears or is rough with the dog. Instead, I want you to be a hero. I want you to be the kid who teaches other kids to be nice to animals. You could be the one who saves another child from getting bitten. And dogs are going to love you for it. Dogs are much more likely to want to interact with you and be petted by you if you're kind to them and if you're gentle with them. So it's really, really important that you be gentle with the dogs that you meet. 
never hold a dog's head still and look into his eyes. Dogs find this really rude and really threatening, and they don't like it. I know why you want to do it. You want to hold that head still so you can kiss him on the nose or so you can look at him. You think you're being respectful. You think you're being kind to the dog, but the dog doesn't see it that way. So never hold a dog's head and look into his eyes. If you ever want to pet a dog that you don't know, the dog, first of all, should be attached by a leash to someone. Somebody should be attached to that dog. You should be on leash. And what you're going to do is you're always going to ask permission first. Some dogs don't like kids, and that's not your fault, but you don't want to pet a dog that doesn't like kids. So make sure you always ask permission. What about the dogs that you encounter that aren't attached to a leash, the stray dogs? Well, don't pet those. I don't care how fluffy they are. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care how much they remind you of your favorite dog. Please don't pet stray dogs. Now, I don't want you to run. Don't act like a squirrel. Don't scream and don't flail your hands up and down and don't act like a squirrel. Because you know what happens? What about squirrels? Dogs chase squirrels. You don't want to do that. Here's what you want to do. If you ever encounter a stray dog, it's not attached to a person. You're getting worried because you don't know this dog and you don't know if he's friendly. I want you to be perfectly, perfectly still. I want you to plant yourself like a tree in the ground. I want you to lock your feet into that ground and not move. And I want you to take your arms and I want you to wrap them around your body. And I want you to look either straight up or straight down. But I don't want you to look at the dog. You're going to want to look at the dog because he's going to make you nervous. But don't look at the dog. If you look a dog in the eyes, he thinks that's a threat. He thinks you're being rude and insulting and he may bite you. So we're not going to do that. We're going to wrap our arms around our bodies really tight so that we're really small. We're going to stand really strong. And we're just going to either look straight up or straight down. Okay. Now, the dog may sniff you if you do that. But if you act really boring, the dog might go away. If there's an adult near you, you can call out one time for help so the adult can hear you. Make sure you're not screaming and yelling too much. That's going to jack that dog up. He's going to get really excited. But if you act really boring, like a stick, that boring, the dog is very likely to go away. What if you've done everything you can? This is for adults and kids. What you, you've done everything you can with a stray dog and this dog bites you. Heaven forbid. I hope this never happens. But I want to tell you, just in case you find yourself in this situation, I want you to try and stay on your feet as best as you can. Try to stay standing as best you can. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes you get knocked down, especially with little ones. If you have a big dog coming at you, you may not be able to stand your ground and be boring like a stick. You may fall on the ground. If that happens, curl up into a ball. I want you to curl up into a really tight ball, and I want you to cover the back of your neck and your head with your arms. In my bite prevention classes, we call it being a rock. Pretend you're a rock. You curl up in this little tight ball. Tuck your knees up. You're going to face the ground, and you're going to Pull your arms over the back of your neck and you are just going to stand there like a rock or, or curl up into a rock. This is going to make it harder for the dog to hurt you badly. So you want to really protect the back of your neck, protect your head, curl up into a little tight ball. I know it's going to be scary. In my bite prevention classes, we practice. So you get, at least you get used to the position about this is what a rock feels like and this is what a tree feels like. And I usually end up with the most adorable giggling rocks because the dogs that we use are therapy dogs and they're very safe and they've been tested and they love this exercise. So I have all these little rock children all curled up in little balls and one of my dogs comes with his little pointy cold nose and he starts poking them 
to see if they're going to move and see if they giggle. And I end up with all these cute little giggling rocks. So it ends up teaching kids how to be safe. It's also especially amusing in the summertime. I am in South Carolina, so there are lots of children in shorts. And so the dogs, the little cold noses have lots of leg room to go poking little, little rocks around. But uh, it's okay if you're a giggling rock. But if you're ever scared and a dog knocks you down, do me the favor. Just remember to curl up, curl up in a ball. But hopefully that won't happen. Now you know what to do just in case, okay? Hopefully now you are armed with a ton of tips to help you avoid getting bitting in the first place. So please spread the word. Send people to this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell teachers of your children. Tell your children. We love dogs so much, but let's be safe around them. We're going to celebrate National Dog Bite Prevention Week, which again is May 17th through the 23rd. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows how to be safe around our best friends. For more tips on canine behavior, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anderson. The website is getpositiveresults.com. You can find me here. Here at Pet Life Radio, T-O-D, T-E-O-T-I at PetLifeRadio.com. And you can pick up my latest books, Animal Planets, Dogs 101, Dog Training, and The Dog Fancy Ultimate Guide to Dog Training. Also, if you happen to be in Charlotte, North Carolina on May 30th, I will be the Master of Ceremonies for the Amazing Pet Expo. It's going to be at the Metrolina Trade Show Expo. It's absolutely free. It's from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Again, that's May 30th. I'm going to be in booth 67. My books will be available, and I would love to meet you and your dog. Dogs are welcome. Thanks again to my producers for helping make this show happen. And until next time, you've been listening to T.O.D. Anderson on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.